Amen. God is such a good God. Amen. And he's got so, so much for us. Amen. So we're going to go ahead and release our children to their classes. Amen. They're excited. Look at them. They're excited. Like, yay. We get to go. God got a word for us this morning, amen, that if you really grab hold of it, it'll change your life. Hallelujah. We serve an awesome God. Amen. And he's got some awesome people in his kingdom. I think you might be one of them. Hallelujah. Get my note back up here. I just closed it. I don't know why I closed it. Right there. Thank you, Lord. They get their children settled in and everybody gets settled in. Amen. Good to, good to be in the house of God. Hallelujah. It's been a busy time, busy week. Amen. But that's not unusual. Hallelujah. And I thank God for what he's doing. Us. Hallelujah. But, and, you know, the last couple of weeks, amen, we've been, you know, building. Amen. We began, you know, just talking about different things. And we thought of talking about being courageous Christians, having the courage, amen, to stand. And then we, you know, in the last week, we, we talked about kingdom or carnal, amen. Where are we set? Having a, a kingdom mindset. Amen. Set your mind, set your heart, amen, on the things of God, amen, because we can have so many distractions in this life that can get us off track. Anybody got any distractions going on in your life? I think we do. Time to time, they hit us, amen. So let's pray. Then we're going to jump right in here. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, hallelujah, for who you are, God. We thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you that you yet love us in spite of, Lord, our ups and downs, Lord. You yet continue to build us and strengthen us and draw us near to yourself. So, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, to give you praise, to worship and magnify you, Lord, and to receive, Lord, word and instruction from you, Lord. So have your way in us. Speak to us, Lord, directly to those places that need to be addressed. Lord, and we give you honor for it all. Move me out the way. Hallelujah, that your spirit can speak unto your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So today, this morning, amen, we're going to speak a little bit further, just con- kind of just continue to build, amen, because if we, if we don't know who we are and how to walk, amen, we're going to be constantly and continually challenged in this life, amen, because the, somebody just needs to understand the onslaught of this world does not stop. It just keeps on coming. The enemy just keeps on beating you up, amen. And then we look at our society, amen. You know, when, when our society begins to legalize sin, we know we got a battle on our hands. Come on. Amen. So we, we got to have some fortitude to be able to stand as a child of God when it becomes unpopular. As I said a few weeks ago, when we live in a post-Christian era, amen, and we still want to stand as, as Christians, amen, and live for the body of Christ. So it's imperative that we settle some things in our own mind, in our own heart, in our own spirit as to who we are. Amen. And we need to be able to base that on what God's word says. Amen. So we want to talk this morning about having a supernatural boldness and identity. And that takes some developing in the child of God because there's challenges along the way. 
And notice, I didn't just say being bold, but I'm talking about being, having a supernatural boldness. Amen. And, and understanding, amen, that when you tap into that, you're not relying on your own, you know, strength. Or you're not relying on what it is that you know or how bold you think you are, but you tap into something greater, amen, because it's, it's beyond the norm. Amen. So that's what we want to dig in just a little bit deeper this morning. i got a lot of scripture I want to give you. Amen. Word upon me, line upon line, precept upon precept, amen, so that we can be able. So I hope you're ready to take notes, amen. Try to keep up because we're going to be moving. Hallelujah. If not, you can get the, you can get the tape or the, the CD. Uh, tape, you know, used to be, what was it back in the day? Reel the reels. I know some people go all that far back to reel the reels. Some of y'all don't know what reel the reels were. <laughs> Then they went to eight tracks. We thought we was moving then, right? Elders, I mean, elders, they used to have all kind of eight tracks. You had the reel to reels too. The, the cutting line, top of the edge reel. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then we finally whittled it down to cassettes. A little mini reel to reel. That's all it was. Just packaged in a different way. And then finally we moved up to what? CD. Amen. Now CDs are going to Blu-rays, and now the Blu-rays are going away, and everything is streaming online. And what's next? Yeah, the thumb drives. I mean, you know, so I haven't, I haven't seen an eight-track in years. I mean, I, I, I haven't been my elder oldest house lately. <laughs> Amen. But we, we got to keep up. Amen. Is that right? God is moving. Yeah, now you got all kinds of media, amen, wirelessly in the whole nine yards. But I'm about to make a statement, amen, that everything else is based on. And if you grab hold of this statement, amen, it, it can it can help change your life. If, if we and begin to develop it and build upon it, amen. Because everything else that we're going to talk about this morning is going to reflect back on this one statement. And that is, love is the master flow of the supernatural. Love is the master flow of the supernatural. Amen? Just tell somebody, you got to have love. Hallelujah. See, when we stop and think about now, <clears throat> we, you know, on Bible study, this, you know, the last couple of Bible studies, y'all need to be coming to Bible study. We... You know, the, the study we're doing in, about the Holy Spirit, and we digging in deep, amen. And if you're not coming, you're missing out, amen. We're we going to continue to work on that to get an understanding about the Holy Spirit and what it, does, what it is and what it does and why do we need it and, you know, all those things, amen. So, but when we think about love, love is above faith. Love is above hope. It's above demonstration and manifestation. Amen. Love, amen, is the foundation for everything. God so loved the world that he came. Before anything else happened, amen, it was because of his love that he moved. Amen. Love was the initiator of the whole thing. Love is yet the foundation of everything. Amen. And I'm not just talking about, you know, the, you know that, 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 Love that we talk about usually. 
You know, I remember in high school, they used to tell us, hey, man, when we was young, oh, that ain't nothing but puppy love. Well, you ever heard that phrase, puppy love? Y'all, y'all. And then when you get older, you, you call lust love. Amen. Hey, I'm not talking about worldly love. I'm, talk, I'm talking about the God kind of love. Amen. Hey, that, that love that, you know, makes you do what you don't want to do for the glory of God. Huh? Hello. I'm talking about a love, amen, that calls Jesus to go to the cross. A love that pushed past feelings and emotions and desires and wants, amen, to do what was necessary and what was right. Amen. See, so when we talk about love, that's a, that's a key that, you know, oftentimes we, we overshadow it with everything else. But it's got to be the foundation, amen, of everything that we do. Amen. Even when you begin to think about, you know, who goodness. The fruit of the Spirit. You know, we talk about the fruit. We, you know, talk about the gifts of the Spirit. But none of those things can function or operate without love. Love is the key and the motivator for even operating and the ability to flow in the gifts or, or the fruit of the Spirit. Because without love, it all becomes meaningless. Boundless. So love is the master key, amen. It's, it's that, that master flow of being able to step into and be able to function at a supernatural level, amen, in every situation because we preface it all with love. Just imagine if you just you start getting mad at somebody and say, well, just let me, let me preface my anger with love. That kind of mess you up, won't it? Wait a minute, I can't be mad at them if I'm operating in love. That doesn't mean I got to like what they did, but I, I, I love them. And so, so, so uh, you know, love, love begins to change, cause things to change what? Immediately when we begin to operate from that vantage point. Amen? So we, so, so we got we to stop and think about that. Amen? It is the functioning, amen, of everything that we do. Without it, amen. All the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, all those things, they just can't function right, amen. And, and you know, that, it's, it's a bold statement to say, amen, that we can't do it. But go to 1 John 4. See, because the gifts can't operate without God. Amen? You know, they, they, they just can't, amen, they, because they need God's empowerment, amen, to operate in the gifts. Amen. To produce the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Because we can't do that on our own. Amen. See, so if God, so if, if we need God there, if God is present, guess what? Love has to be present for them to operate as He designed them to. But John four and seven, let's look what it says here. It said, "Beloved, beloved, let us love one another. For God, what?" For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. Now, someone say, well, this is elementary. Well, just hold on. Amen? Because it's so elementary, why don't we all flow in it constantly? Hello, sometimes you've got to go back to the base of things. Huh? He that loveth not, what? Knoweth not God. And there it is. For God is love. Hello? God is love. So you can't have God without having love. And you can't really love without God because they're one and the same. Amen? 
Hallelujah. So the love of God, amen, it takes us into a supernatural power, amen. It, it, it brings that power in us when we choose to operate and see, see to love somebody who hurt you. Hello. I mean, I'm not just talking about, you know, they, they just said one or two things, but I'm talking about somebody that hurt you. Anybody have really ever been hurt, hurt? You know, I have people that say, I'm still hurt. We just hurt. Well, <clears throat> it's okay to be hurt, but it's not okay to stay there. It's okay to acknowledge the hurt, amen, but you gotta, but you got to decide what you're going to do with the hurt. Amen. I've been hurt. Everybody's been hurt. But what are we going to do with the hurt? Are we going to let the hurt become the foundation of our living the rest of our lives? Amen. Are we going to allow the love of God to bathe it? Amen. And to bring healing and deliverance. Amen. To bring restoration. All those things. See, that's what I'm talking about. The love of God is supernatural. It deals with places, amen, that we don't know what to do with. And it takes us to a whole other level, amen. It causes us, amen, the love of God, that power causes us to function in a whole different dimension than we can when we just function in, in our own natural ability. But the love of God, amen, it, it's, it's supernatural. It's beyond your natural ability to love, amen, and to forgive, amen, and to re reconcile. That, that's beyond your ability. But see, if we don't tap into that, amen, we can't let the rest flow. We can try to push past it and say, I'm going to be all right anyway. I'm going on anyway. Are you really? No, 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 no. See, we we got we got to bring it all into order, Amen. So we can we gonna look at First John four. Hallelujah. We just looked at one passage there, but hold on. Before we go there, you know, there's another passage that I I, I really want to take a look at. Hallelujah. Let's go to First Corinthians. Thank you, Lord. God is love. Mm mm mm. See, in God, we, we, in God's love, we can overcome and have the victory in all things. Amen? Amen. See, the, the, the bottom line is this. You know, the, the world has deceived us. Amen? And, and, you know, when we talk about, you know, the world's doing this and the world's doing that, or the devil's beating me up and the devil's coming, we done gave so much power to all that, amen, and we've, we've almost negated the power of God, amen, and we, we start talking about, you know, you know I, I, I think we pretty much shut it down around here, but, you know, a lot of times people will stand up and they, they testify more about what the devil was doing than what God has done, you know, so, and sometimes our conversation is more about what the devil is doing than what God is doing. Amen. So we got, we got to begin to turn it around. Tell somebody, the devil is not the boss of me. Huh? The, the, this world system don't rule us. Amen. We got to recognize, amen, that, you know, God has the final word over your life. Huh? And see, we need to recognize that not the enemy. You know, he came to, so that we could be set free and delivered from all those things, amen. Just while the world is trying to judge you, amen, God came to deliver you. While everybody trying to hold you down, amen, he came to lift you up. Huh? Amen. See, we, we got to recognize, just look at the other side for a while, amen, and we'll, we begin to find joy and peace and happiness and hope, amen, and we begin to look at the other side because if we just continue to look at the negative, oh, boy, we ain't no better than the people that don't know God. 
Hello. So there, yeah, let's look at 1 Corinthians 12. Hallelujah. This is one of the passages we just looked at, amen, this Wednesday in Bible study. But there's something I want to pull out of it for this morning. Amen. And, and, and this, is, this is key. 1 Corinthians 12 and 28. We're going to read down through verse 31. Say, God hath set, now see, we're talking about that set mind. See, when God sets up, amen, it's set. Amen. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondly prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. Then he asked this question as the apostle was writing, amen, he said, are all apostles? Are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Have all the gifts of, of healing? Do all speak with, with tongues? Do all interpret? Then look at verse number 31. You know, he talks about, you know, God has set a government. He has set order. He, the gifts are in the church. All these things, amen. And, but, you know, and he disperses those things as he will. But verse number 31 is a very interesting verse. He said, he said but cover earnestly the best gifts. Amen. He said, desire the gifts. They're good. You know, earnestly. The best one that God, you know, you can have that God desires to give you, desire that. Seek after that. Allow it. But then he said something else. He said, and yet, I show unto you a more excellent way. Wait a minute. I thought the gifts was the excellence. You know, and all the other things. And they're good. They're necessary. God wants to flow. But he said, but yet, I show you a more excellent way. Now, what chapter are we in? 1 Corinthians 12. What chapter follows 1 Corinthians 12? 13. And what do we call 13? The love chapter. See, so he's laying the foundation to roll in, and, and, you know, I don't have time to go through the whole love chapter. But, he, but he, what he's saying is love is preeminent over all these other things because without the love, the rest, as he says, you know, that we, we can become a, a sound and sibling, a tinkling brass. Though I do all these things and have not love, I'm nothing. See, so he's letting us know that love is the more excellent way. Because when you begin to flow in love, the gifts and all these other things, the fruit, that will be produced because of the love, the supernatural love of God that we choose to function and operate in. We can try to do all the other things and not have the love flowing. Guess what? we just trying to do all the other things. But when the love is in place, come on, just tell somebody we need the love of God. I mean, I don't care how long you've been in church. We need the love of God. Uh, because as long as you're in this flesh, this flesh may try to rise up. That's why we need the love of God. Every, as long as you're dealing with people, somebody's going to get on your nerves. That's why we need the love of God. Amen. There's going to be trials and temptations and tribulations and all those things coming. This is why we need the supernatural love of God so that we can be able to stand. So as he was letting them know that a more excellent way, he's trying to point out to them, amen, even though he encouraged us to desire the gifts. He's trying to point out to them, amen, the supremacy or the superiority of the love of God operating in the life of the believer. And as we embrace that, as we recognize that, amen, it takes us to a whole other level, amen. It becomes the preeminent thing 
of that characterizes us as Christians, the love of God. Amen? The more perfect way. Amen? You're like, I like that. You know, let me show you a more excellent way. Amen? How, how we, can, we can deal with these things, how we can, as, as we walk in that love as the, a child of God, it, it, it empowers us more and more the more we embrace it. You know, even when we're dealing with our own issues and circumstances, it empowers us because, as Pastor Lynn just said, just one, he so loved, he loved us. Amen. And, and even divinely, if, if I was the only one, that's the powerful love. You know, I think about one song, amen, where the songwriter said, you know, when Christ was on the cross, I was on his mind. Huh? Amen. That's how much he loved us. He would have did it with just one of us, amen. But thank God he included me. Amen? But the thing is, now I want you to catch what I'm about to say. God is love. Did we not, not just read that? And I told you that Satan is not in charge. He's not the boss of you. You know, the one reason that, you know, we should be able to stand and we should be able to, we should not just be able to stand, but we should desire to operate and flow in the love of God is because where love is, Satan can't hang out. I'm talking about the love of God, that supernatural, where, where that love is flowing, he can't hang out. Huh? Because the, 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 truth, the truth is this, Satan can't love. So, so in order for him to, to abide and for order him to be present, amen, oh goodness, there's got to be some, something that opens the door for him. Amen? See, so if Satan is having his way in your life or in your home or in any, any other area, you got to check the love. Where the love at? Like you say, well, he might be having, oh, goodness, I'm about to go somewhere here. Satan having his way in my finances. Check the love. There's a love of money. Is the root of all evil. Huh? See, so we got to even think about that. Satan having his way in my marriage. Check the love. Satan having it where, wherever it might be. Because in order for him to come in, when you get the love right, he got to go. You know, we, we, we read the passage in the scripture that says, resist the devil and he shall flee. Well, now we know how to resist him. Just start loving. Just love him in that situation. Just love him in that circumstance. Just, just love him, amen, because he cannot remain, amen, where love is, amen. That environment, a loving environment, a forgiving environment, where when love and reconciliation and forgiveness and all that starts showing up, that serves an eviction notice to him. Out of your situation and ultimately out of your life, when you choose to continue to operate in love, he ain't got nothing to hold on to. He, he, don't, he don't have no more room to move. But when, when there's, there's hatred and there, there's envy and there's strife and there's debate, now he got something attached to. And he can come in, and, and not only will he come in, he's going to bring his cousins. Amen. And he's going to bring you that ugly uncle of his. He's going to come in with all kinds.
science and stuff. It made you wonder where all this come from, where all this strife, this you know, all these things try to stick in when love is absent. It opens the door for the adversary to have his way in our lives. But when we get the love right, see, see, he, you know, we we got a, a cipher lock on our door, amen. And see, you can push all the buttons you want, but if, unless you get the right combination, you ain't getting in. I mean, if you push too many, it's going to lock itself out. Huh? You done tried too many times. I think it was over four or five times. It locks out. So let the thief stand there and just keep waiting for another 15 minutes till it resets. Be kind of aware. Why is that guy standing at that door that long? See, that's how the enemy is. How, how long he going to wait for you to let him in? You know, you keep changing the combination. Keep on loving. Keep on loving. He can't get in, but if we, but some of us say, man, we email him the combo. We we text it to him. We we Facebook him. Ooh, did I say that? You know, we put it all out there on Facebook. You wanna know how to get in my life? Right here. I hate this one. I'm mad at that one. Uh, oh, he said that's the combination to get into your life. That's how I get in. Uh, you just you just put it all out there. Hey, Amen. Why? I'm just being real. We tell him how to get in. You know, it's, it's no different. Oh, goodness. Now, why, Holy Spirit, do I have to go there? Yes, I have to go there. It's no different than if me and Pastor Linda start having a fall, falling out, you know, so she goes talking talk with, you know, someone else. Oh, I'm going through this in my marriage. Pastor David don't do this for me. He don't do that for me. I'm sick of this about him. She's just giving the person a laundry list on what to do. To, to get into her life, he, you know, he he, he, oh, he, he know how to console. If he don't do, I can do that. And he act like this, I'll act the other way. And next thing you know, he the best thing since sliced bread. You know, gave him the combination how to get in. You know, and we do the same thing with the enemy. When we're not operating in love, we start talking about Chantel. Get on my nerves. I'm so sick of her. She thinks she can sing so good. I should be on the worship team. Oh, envy. Oh, I, I can get into your life right there. See, we, we give him the combinations on how to get in. Then we wonder why, why the enemy all up in our stuff. But if you start showing love, I love my sister. God bless her. She just inspires me. She desires that I just lift her. You know, the enemy can't attach to none of that. He can't get in because I'm operating in love. See, but we got we to gotta put the kibosh on all that other stuff. Because, see, when that stuff ain't there... He can't get in. So, so I'd like to say, love is the key to breaking all this stuff off and stopping the enemy from having his way, man. I see some of y'all already identified with some of the things I said. You sitting there and say, oh, so that's how he got in. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh, I see now. That's why, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here to expose the enemy, amen, and, and to help us to understand how to operate in supernatural boldness, amen. When those thoughts come, amen, we got to know how to cast them down. No, I love her. No, I love him. I thank God for them, amen, and begin to mean it, declare it. I thank God. Mm-mm. See, we got to know how to sometimes speak those things that are not as though they are. Right, she got to say, Pastor David, the best thing since life's been. He's the greatest husband I could ever have. You know, just speak it. Speak it. Huh? That's better than raisin bread. You know? <laughs> uh, hello. With the cinnamon in it. 
Yeah, cinnamon raisin bread, you know, with the oats on top. You know, just, 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 just make it better and better. Speak those things that are not in love. Hey, man, what, what you're going to produce is what you're speaking. I'm sick of you. Get on my nerves. Don't touch me. You know, you just... You just you just you just producing something that you don't want and why wonder why you getting it. So we gotta check ourselves, amen. Help us, Holy Spirit. Help us, Holy Spirit. Amen. See, cause when we operate in love, amen, when we allow the Holy Spirit to operate in us, the Holy Spirit is one hundred percent pure love. Because it's God. And it said God is love. It didn't notice now the scripture that we read did not say God has love. It didn't say God loves. It said God is love. That, that's 100% through and through love. So that means everything that he does is motivated by love. Even when he has to chastise us, it's motivated by love. Just like when you chastise your children. You're not chastising because you hate them. You're chastising because you love them. You know, you want to drive the foolishness. Hello. Oh, goodness, he still got some foolishness to drive out of some of us. Isn't that right? Help us, Lord. See, and when you're in the, the love of God, I'm going to say this. When you're in the love of God, you are not a regular person. Uh, see, because regular people can't love like that. See, so when you step into that kind of love, you become supernatural. You know, when you begin to really flow and function in the love that God wants us to flow and to function in. Amen. You're not like anybody else. You are a believer. That makes you different. But we got to embrace the difference, amen, that it, it brings to us. It gives us the capacity to love like Jesus loved. You know, in one place, amen, oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, I, I said we was going to go to another scripture in John, First John. Let's go over to First John 4 again. Amen? This time we're going to drop down to the 17th verse. Hallelujah. Look what love does for us. Say, herein is our love made what? Perfect. That's in Christ. Not in our own ability, not in who we are, but is our love made perfect. And look what it says, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. My goodness. See, see love, the, the love of God, amen, can be perfected in us. Amen. And when that love is perfected, amen, we can have boldness that we never had before. Amen. And it's not boldness based on you. It's boldness based on the love of God operating in you. And look what it says. Because as he is, so are we in this world. Who's the he? He's talking about Jesus. So it said, as Jesus is, amen, so are we in the world. Amen. That means you should be able to flow and function just like Jesus did when you're operating in the love of Jesus. Notice, Jesus, when he was walking here, amen, we, we, we have the capacity in us, if we learn how to tap into it, to do everything Jesus did in the Gospels. He told him himself, amen, that you will do, you know, they marvel at the things that he did, and he said, you do greater things than these. Huh? And it's not by their own power, but it's by the love of God. It's by the power of God, amen, that we're able to flow into function. So think about this, amen. He said, 
so are we in this world. So how was he? Was, was he powerful? Yes, he was. Amen? You know, he said all power was given unto him. Amen? Did he walk in authority the dominion? Yes. That's how we should be walking. Amen? When we understand these things. Amen? Was he fearful? No. Did he run from situations? No. He faced them head on. Even when the, the scribes and Pharisees came against him, amen, he stood flat-footed, amen, and spoke directly to them and shut them down every single time. Amen. When Satan came to him himself and tried to tempt him, you know, he, he put the word on. He said, it is written. See, so as he is, so are we in the world. When we tap into this love, when we tap into this supernatural power, amen, of God's love and ability operating through us, amen. We say supernatural. What is supernatural, amen? It, it, it helps us to, I'll, I'll say it like this, supernatural helps us to unfold the possibilities of God because you can't do it on your own. Huh? But with God and through God, you can do things that will have you saying, wow. You know, like, whoa, did I really do that? Did I really say that? Did I really love them like that? You know, and you, did, did I come up with that answer? No, you didn't. <laughs> God did it through you because you allowed yourself to be a conduit of his love, amen. You allowed yourself to be used by him, amen. We can do things that otherwise are impossible if we would just tap into who God says we are and learn how to flow and to function in that capacity of what God and who God said that we are. Amen? So, oh, goodness. I'm going to read that verse, amen, John 7, I mean, 1 John 4.17 out of the Message Bible. Hallelujah. And it's, 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 it's good out the Message Bible. Well, it's good out the King James Bible. Amen. But it says it like this. He says, God is love. When we have, when we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. This is the, this is this way. Love has the run of the house. Ooh, I like that. You know, it, you know how we can be. Sometimes we'll just let them in the living room. You know, maybe if they got to go to the bathroom, we, you know, guest bathroom is ready. You know, but see, no, he said no. This love has the run of the house. I mean, every part of your life is welcome to operate in. Amen. Because, I mean, becomes at home and matures and mature in us. The love of not saying, oh, I'm going to ask a question. Don't answer it out loud. Is the love of God mature in you yet? Think about that. Amen. So that we're free of worry on Judgment Day, I ain't got to worry because I've been operating in the love of God. So when the Judgment Day come, I know where I'm going. Huh? I know what we used to saying back in the old day. My ticket is punched up. I'm ready to go. I, my, it's been validated. Amen. Because of the love. He says, our standing in the world is identical with Christ. Wow. I like that. Now, that's where I want to be. I want my standing in this world to be identity. In other words, they said they, they could find no fault. And even Potter said, I don't find no fault in this man. The haters are going to find all kinds of fault because it's exposing them. But when you tell the truth about it, there's no fault in it. 
You see, and even though the haters might find fault in you, when you tell the truth about it, it's all them. Amen? So you got to make up your mind, amen? So, so we got to get to that place, amen, that we want to move and flow in a way that we are, we are little Jesuses uh, in the world. You're not representing you no more, amen, but you're here, amen, and allowing him to be represented. We're going we're gonna to touch on some of that in a little bit here. Amen? Oh, wow. We have got to deal with ourselves. Amen? You got to bring yourself under subjection. Amen? First and foremost, before we can allow this kind of love to flow. Amen? See, a lot of times we want to deal with everybody else, but say, it's me. Get me out the way of me. Huh? Because sometimes, you know, we, 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 until we get this understanding and really choose to flow in it, we live a life of self-defense. Isn't that right? I mean, it just gets it inherent until we learn something better. We live a life of self-defense. But the problem with living a life of self-defense without God, it becomes a life of self-defeat. Because you're not going to win. Huh? You, you, you're not going. You're not going to get where you need to get. Hallelujah. And why? Because we live in a fallen world. So those things are encroach upon us, and we wonder, you know, what's going on, and and you know, problems are going to come. Now, you know, I'm not going to stand up here and tell you, you know, once you get to love, everything is going to be cool, everything is going to be easy, and you're never going to have no challenges again. No, we live in a fallen world. Amen. And the scripture tells us it rains on the just as well as the unjust. Amen. But are you just going to stand there and get wet, or are you going to break out an umbrella? What you going to do? Amen. You're going you're gonna to do what's necessary. You know when it comes, amen, what to do when trouble comes. I mean, we don't just lay there and say, oh, well, here it comes. Woe is me. No, we got to have some word to back it up. Just like when Satan came to Jesus to tempt him. Amen. See, we got to recognize we live in a fallen world, and Satan does have certain legal rights in the earth. Remember? Adam, and in case you don't know, Adam turned it over to him. Amen. When he sinned, God gave Adam dominion. Amen. And then he lost it when he listened to Satan. So now the scripture says that Satan becomes the prince of the power of the air, and because he's the prince of this earl, this world, amen, he has certain legal rights. And believe you me, he's going to use them against us. And I want, I want to just share the, the four main ones that he likes to use against us. See, but remember, we got love. Amen. The love of God so we can be able to combat these things but if we, if we don't know what they are, amen, how to use the word against them to counteract them, they will have power in our lives. So the first one, amen, that we want to counteract is temptations. Uh, he will tempt you. He will send them against you left and right. But remember 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there, is, there hath no temptation. Look out now. He said there hath no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But look what it says. I like that. It says, but God is faithful. Even in your temptations. Even when the enemy is He said, God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. 
but will with but will with the temptation also make a way what to escape huh amen so God is faithful that you may be able to bear it in other words I don't have to fall I don't have to get in why because God loved me so much he knew the temptation was going to come but the word says he's going to make a way for me to escape I'm not trapped so so that that counteracts his first legal right to come against you with temptation. Then comes persecutions. Anybody ever been persecuted? Felt like you was being persecuted. Been the persecuted? No, let me stop. Huh? The persecutions are going to come. Amen. And sometimes it seems like it's coming through people. But the enemy will use whoever he can use. Amen. So what do we do with that? Well, we read this scripture on last week, I believe, 2 Corinthians 4 and 9. It says, persecuted, but what? I'll oh, see some of y'all know it. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. So who, who's bringing me out? God. Jesus. So even when persecution comes, I may be persecuted, but God will never forsake me. So I find hope even in my persecution. That's not the end of it. My persecution has an expiration date. It's going to be over. I say it's going to be over. It's got a shelf life. But eternity is forever. That's what I'm shooting for. And my wife was going through the cabinet the other day, and she was throwing away all kind of stuff. You know, past the shelf life. You know, it's like, you know, we do this all the time. You know, stuff sitting there. We don't use it. It expires. You know, you, you got a shelf life on things. You get rid of it. You know, some people, you know, oh, goodness. Some people look at that date and say, it don't matter, I'm going to use it anyway. <laughs> In fact, I was watching here a, a, a couple months ago. They got, I forget where it was, they got a, a store where people go and everything in there is past the expiration date. Right, right. Everything in there. You know, because why? People say, we can still use this stuff. You throwing it away? Give it to me. Huh? There's nations that would love to have the stuff you throwing away. Hello? You know, but, but we, you know, we like, hey, if it's past this date, I'm done with it. No, no further. Amen. But see, we got to get that place, to that place. You know what? Persecutions have an expiration date. And I'm not going to let it hang around any longer than it needs to. Huh? No, any longer than it needs to. It's going to come, but guess what? It's got to go. And the third thing, legal right that he uses against us, ooh, I like this one. I don't like it when it comes, but, you know, I like how we can counteract it. And that's accusations. You ever been accused of something? Accusations are going to come. But Revelation 12 and 10 says this, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, not just a soft voice. He said, but a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength. You hear what that says? Salvation and strength. For who? The saints. Watch out. And the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the, the accuser of the brethren is what? Cast down. Watch out now. Which accuses us from before God night and day. Okay, he can, he can do all the accusing he wants even before God. But, you know, that's like, you know. You go and telling somebody something, and they know the person better than you. 
That's why, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I don't want anybody to pray for me. I say, why? I just don't want people praying for me. You know, I don't know what they're praying. Then I ask them this question, I say, well, who are they praying to? Huh? And do you think God is going to answer a fickle prayer? You know, if I'm his child and they come praying against me, do you, well, I got to move because they prayed it. No. But see, so what am I saying? Just because the enemy is accusing you before God don't mean God is going to receive all them accusations. Uh, in other words, he's going to get cast down because God said, that's my child. I died for them. I know what they're going through. I know the plans and the thoughts I have for them. I know the expected end. Amen. I know what they, you know, and he knows, amen, our end from the beginning. While he's accusing us through the process, God said, the process is all there is for them to get to where I want them to be. Well, they did this and they did that. God said, you're not telling me that I don't already know. Huh? So sometimes accusers, they, man, they're just trying to, they're just kind of helping the process a little bit, you know. Uh, don't, so don't fear them, man. Know that all those accusations, when you grab hold of the Word of God, when you walk in the love of God, all the accusations are going to fall to the ground anyway. Because God is the one doing the maturation in your life. He's the one taking you through the situation and circumstance. He's the one that's going to bring you out. But see, the enemy don't know how you're coming out. God knows how you're coming out. He know, amen, that all these trials and all these things that we talked about last night work with a more exceeding weight of glory in you as you just continue. So don't worry about all those things. God said, Lord, just help me. And the last one, amen, is condemnation. Hallelujah. How many of us ever felt like we just, the enemy just want to condemn everything you do? And, 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 and then the bad thing about it is we get on the bandwagon. And we start condemning ourselves. Oh, I ain't no good. Yeah, I messed up. You know, ain't no use. Ain't no hope for me. You know, that's not what God said. Uh, so, so then how do we counteract that? Romans 8 and 1. Hallelujah. He said, there is therefore now. Say now. It didn't say going to be. He said, but now, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are where? In Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So therefore, we don't have to walk in condemnation. Amen. Because, you know, God's already worked it out. You know, he, you know the only one that condemn, can, can condemn you in the end is Christ anyway. Hello. But, you know, the enemy going to try early. You know, and, and you know, this, this you know, um, try not to go there. Hmm. So these are the powers. These things, amen, only have power over us. Now, hear this. They only have power over us if we're operating in the flesh. If we're yielding, amen. See, because when you're in the flesh, amen, accusation is going to move you. When you're in the flesh, amen, condemnation is going to stop you. When you're in the flesh, persecution is going to make you feel like you, you, you've been forsaken. Huh? Come on. When you're in the flesh, amen, all these things, the temptations, we will fall for it. But when you operate in the spirit, you got all this other ammunition in the word of God and by the love of God, amen, to counteract those things and overcome those things, amen, and continue to walk in a victorious fashion. Amen. But you got to get in the spirit. If you're struggling, if you're having a problem, check the love. Get back in the spirit. Walk in the Spirit. Walk like God has designed you to walk. Amen. 
See, God has certain intentions for each and every one of us. And he knows exactly, amen, these, these greater things that we would do. Amen, how, how he wants us to walk in the truth, amen, and be able to, to operate like Jesus did. You know why Jesus was able to say you would do greater things and, and you, you know, because Jesus came, he was what? He was the son. Amen. And nothing that he did while he was in the earth did he do in his lordship. He operated in his sonship. See, so if he told us and the word told us that we can be sons, amen, of God, amen, as Christ is the son of God, that we should be able to do some things in our sonship too. Amen. He didn't operate his supernatural power and authority, amen, other than the love of God flowing through him, amen. But he operated in his sonship to be an example to us that we too can operate in our son or daughtership as the case may be. Now, I, don't want, I don't want our sisters to feel like they left out because I ain't no son, you know. They talk about the sons of God. It's talking about all of us, amen. Hallelujah. So when we when we understand that now we can truly become an extension of the kingdom of God here in the earth and we can flow like he wants us to flow amen and we can operate in a way man doing the greater things loving in a greater way and capacity amen and lifting people up in a way that we can't in our own strength in our own power amen we become that extension why because we operate according to the spirit of God amen we begin to move by wisdom discernment Revelation and demonstration all by the Spirit of God. These things have become manifest in our life. Why? Because we understand the master flow. Love. I got to get back to the love. I got to flow, amen, in my home, on my job, in my business. Amen. Whatever, wherever I am, amen, the love of God has got to be the foundation. It's got to be my approach to everything and everybody. Amen. Even if they are jacked up, I got to love them. Uh, even when I feel jacked up, I got to be ready to love. See, it overrides those things, amen. It, it gets us to a whole other place. Go with me to Genesis real quick. I'm talking about God's plan, God's intention, amen, for us. Because I talked about supernatural boldness. See, when we understand that love, amen, flowing, we can be more bold because of what he said. You know, it allows us to be bold. But then now we got to get this identity thing understood. Hallelujah. It's just not the love that flows in us, but it's who God created you to be, what God has deposited in you. Amen? Genesis 1.26. This, uh, this, this scripture, I think more, uh, most sermons come out of this scripture, touch on this scripture, you than probably any other. Amen? Besides, you know, John 3.16. Hallelujah. But it says, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over all the, all the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Now, what did he say? He said, let them have dominion. Wow. It was given to us. And when we get back in our position, we can still walk in dominion. When we understand who we are and who God is in us, we can still walk in them. We, we can take back our rightful place, amen, and begin to represent him in this earth realm. It's not about waiting to get to heaven for everything to be all right, amen, or, or to step into the kingdom. No, we can begin to be an extension of the kingdom now, 
Amen. So if we understand this, amen, it means that we can be empowered, amen, to govern and rule in this earth realm in every situation, and not only in the earth realm in situations, but listen to this. You have the power to rule and to govern yourself. Hello. Don't shot me down because I'm preaching good. Huh? That means you can bring this flesh, this body, these feelings, and these emotions, these, these thoughts, and these desires under subjection. Huh? Because you've got the power. If you're going to govern the world and you can't even govern yourself, hold up. Time out. No. You've got to get yourself in check and, and, and walk away. And it gives us the power to do so, but that means simply choosing to walk in the spirit and not according to the flesh. Amen. And then we, we're able to rule and to reign and to regulate everything that's around us. You set the atmosphere. We bring the standard of the kingdom into every situation if we choose to walk in the spirit. Notice that it's, it's simply for a child of God. It is a choice. The Spirit ain't going to force us to do nothing. He's on board. He's there. He's speaking to us. Amen. He wants to direct us, but we've got to choose to listen. It's kind of like that, you know, the, the navigation in your car. If you've got, you got navigation and that little voice says, two miles, take exit to the right. Now, it's not going to force you to take the exit. Right? But if you follow the the directions that that little soft voice is giving you, you're going to get to your destination. But if you choose to go past it, it's not going to say, <laughs> Some of y'all might have a problem with it. It's not going to scream at you. It'll come on and say, redirecting. It still hasn't given up on you. Huh? Hello? It still hasn't quit. It didn't shut down. Say, so, oh, they didn't follow my directions. I want y'all to hear this. It says redirecting or rerouting, right? Rerouting. Okay, oh, however you want to say it. Yeah. In other words, it wants to get you what? Back on course. And the Holy Spirit does the same thing. It wants to reroute or redirect you. When you don't listen, it's right there still saying, I told you. Now, why don't we just do this? And it wants to get you back on course, amen, because why? God knows exactly where you are. Even when you miss that exit, GPS, them satellites know exactly where you are to within a few feet. God knows exactly where you are, period. They call it GPS, you know, the global positioning system. I call it GPS, God's perfect system, or God's perfect spirit. Amen. He knows exactly where you are, and he wants to redirect you to get you back on course. But we must listen. Because you can't see what that satellite sees. You can't see what God sees. Uh, he'll let you know, amen, there's traffic ahead. It's congested. Don't go there. You know, that, that, I mean, that, that person's a little bit spiritually constipated. Don't go over there. You know what I'm saying? Did I say that? You know, yeah. See, so he'll, he'll direct you. Hold your peace. Don't go there. They're not ready to receive that right now. If we would just learn how to listen, Holy Spirit will tell you, I said this on Wednesday, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you to shut your mouth. What's on your mind does not need to come out your mouth. 
and he will direct. But see, now, it's up to us again. We must choose. Remember what we started off with? How do we make the choice? Based on love. First of all, how much do I love God? Do I love him enough to obey? It's not about the other person. Amen. Do I love him enough to obey? Amen. And then, am I allowing the love of God to flow through me to them? Yes. Oh, goodness. Let me, let me move on. So we got, we got to get this. Amen. Because, you know, I, I want to be able to flow and function. Amen. Because we have authority in heaven and in earth when we function like God wants us to function. Remember when he told them, hey, amen, you can, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loose. You have power in heaven and in earth when you're operating in the spirit, when you're operating in the love of Christ. Hey, amen, you have power to do these things. But when we're operating in ourselves, hey, amen, we can only go so far. Huh? We can only do so much, hey, amen. So, again, that I, I, I want to just dig some more into this supernatural identity. Who do, you, do you know who you are? Do we, do we recognize what God has deposited in us already? Just, just ready for us to tap into? Let's, let's look at that last verse we just read again. Amen? Mm. See, we've we got we to get to the place where we can, we can verify our identity based on his word. But Genesis 1.26 said, God said, again, he said, God said, let us make man what? In our image and after our likeness. So you are made in the image and in the likeness of God. Is that, a, is, is that identity or what? You look just like your daddy. Huh? You act just like your daddy. You know, that's, that's what we should be hearing from the world. You, you, uh, I mean, you, you in his image. I mean, when they, when they, you know, I think about a song that you say, you know, give me my father's eyes and, you know. I want to hear it like let my heart break for the things that breaks his. I mean, let me be like him. Let me be in a place, amen. So, again, so we, we are created in the image of God, number one. And then flip over to Second Peter 1 and 4. I just want to help us out just with a few pointers, amen, of what... So already been deposited in us, and we're still talking about once we got these things and we operate in the love and we know what we are and what we have, amen, it's, it should not be difficult as we begin to choose to walk in and break off some of these other stuff, amen, that, that's been crusted upon us by the world and by our own shortcomings and failures. I don't care what the world is heaped on you. You've got to know what's in you. Second Peter 1 and 4 says this. It says, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. That's good in itself. Huh? That by thee, these ye might be what? Partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So now you, you, you have his image and his likeness, and you can be a partaker of his divine nature. Wow. You know, you hear statements. I was listening to something the other day. They were saying, well, that's not in his nature. That's not in their character. Okay, well, if we're not operating in the divine nature of God, there's a whole lot of things that have come from our human nature, our human character. But he wants us to tap into that divine nature that's in us. You know, I, and you notice I said that's in us. Amen. We can be partakers of that. Amen. And we escape the world 
Amen. Why? How? We escape the corruption that is in the world. Amen. Through ooga, the lust of eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, all those things. Amen. So you have his divine nature in you. Second Corinthians 5.17. That sound familiar to anybody? Huh? Because in that passage, amen, we begin to find out, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. A new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. I'm going to say it like this. You are a new creation in him. Amen? And I'm going to further say this. You are a new, when you really grab hold of this, you become a new species. You become a God man or a God woman. Whole different species on the planet. Amen. Why? Because we choose to operate not according to this world. The Bible says we're in the world, but we're not of the world. We're of God. We're of heaven. Amen. We're representatives. Amen. We're not like the rest of them no more. I'm a believer. I'm a new creation in Christ, in this earth right now. Am I acting like it? Am I living like it? Do I believe it? Do I embrace it? Do I embody it? We got to choose to. It's available to us. Amen. And, 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 and get this, nobody can take it away from you. The only thing that can happen, amen, is, is we surrender it and give it up. But, saying, but they did this to me and that to me. Okay. They crucified Jesus. And he never gave up his position as a son of God. A, you know, so, so we don't have to give up our position because of what we go through. Or what happens to us, or what we do. Amen. We got to choose to say, no, that's not who I am. And then we begin to operate in a whole other realm. So now you're a new creation in Him. Amen. Go to John 1 12. Another thing that He says about you and your identity. He says, But as many as receive Him, have you received Him? I believe so. Amen. To them gave he the power to become sons of God. Hello, there it is. Someone said, whoop, there it is. Huh? To become sons of God. Now I, I, I have his image and his likeness. Amen. I, I can operate in the divine nature. Come on, y'all. So you, you should begin to, begin to understand and recognize who you are. Amen. And, 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 and all these things that he's done for us, amen, I'm a new creation in him. And, and now the, the word is telling me I'm, I'm his son or I'm, I'm, I, I, I've become a son or a daughter of God. Amen. But that means, amen, now you're a son or daughter. That means you have family rights. Amen. Let me tell you something about family rights. My, my children, amen, they, they, they like to exercise those family rights. Uh, amen. They come over. It's like I don't really got to knock on the door. I'm family. You know, and if they if, if they don't have the code, they get upset. I tell them, this, this is the family house. You know, I mean, because you know, they, 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 so sometimes I got to change the code just to let them know. You know, but you know, they come. They go right in the refrigerator. Amen. They just you know go through help themselves to whatever. Cause this family, they they don't walk. They don't come to my house acting like no guest. And neither should they have to. They family. What am I saying? When you when you in the kingdom of God, you, when you understand that you are a child of God, it takes your relationship to a whole nother level. You're not looking at him looking at him, you know, as an executioner or a judge. That's daddy. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Abba means like that's like saying daddy, Papa. 
You know, you, you get to that place when you understand that relationship that you have with God. You don't fear him, amen, but you love him. You accept who you are in him, and he accepts who you are, amen. He wants to abide with you. You know, I got a loving father, amen. He's concerned about everything that I'm going through, amen. If we really begin to grab hold of this, you are son or daughter of God. And then this last one, amen, I really want us to get it. Romans 8 and 14, this last attribute. I want to say he done already? No, I'm not. Hallelujah. So I say, man, I thought it was all right. Huh? Romans 8, 14. It says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, look at, what, what did he say? Are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. See how, see how, that, how that operates? When we let the Spirit lead us, amen, it leads us right into our sonship. Huh? It helps us, Amen. And look what it says, for we, for ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are, say we are, the children of God. See, that identity, is that identity or what? You ain't got to walk around in this world like you're an orphan, like you don't know who you are, who you belong to. I'm not no orphan. We don't have to have an orphan spirit. I've been abandoned. I've been left. Don't nobody love me. No, 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 no. You are a child of God. Well, that's the best place to be. Hallelujah. And then in 17, verse 8, and if children, now this should get you excited right here. And if children heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Wow, that means whatever he get, we get. Huh? I'm I'm in. Oh, no, I want y'all to catch this. I'm in the will. Huh? Hello, if I'm an heir, that means I'm in his will. Huh? He's got things in store for me. Amen. That I can receive now and later. I ain't got to wait till later. I mean, I can take another passage. You say he wants to bless us in this present world and in the world to come. In other words, if I'm in the place and I understand who I am in him as a child of God operating in that love, I can begin to receive my inheritance now and I know i got more to come. Hallelujah. And joint heirs with Christ. If so be that you suffer with him that you may also be, may be also glorified together. Wow. That means God can look at you just like he looked at Jesus and said, that's my beloved son. That's my beloved daughter in whom I'm well pleased. You know, we, we can receive that from him. So then the 18th verse should help us out as well. We see, for I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy. Come on, not worthy. Somebody say not worthy. All the stuff you're going through. All the stuff you've been through. All the stuff that you struggle with. Not worthy to even be compared to the glory which shall be revealed. What? 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 In us. Not in heaven. In us now. Not even all the stuff I've been through. God said, I want to, I want to reveal some stuff in, in you now. But if you get hung up on the stuff, you will never see the revelation of the glory. So you've got to push past the stuff. 
and say, I'm a child of God, and ain't nothing befell me that he didn't know about. Daddy knew I was going to fall off the bike a few times. That's why he let the seat go, so I could learn to keep my own balance, so I could grow, so I can get stronger, so I can get better, so I can stand. He wasn't going to hold on to me forever, so now I'm always dependent upon everything. And No, I need to learn. I need to mature. Amen. So now I can help somebody else along the way. But that don't mean he's any further away from me, but he's letting me learn how to fly, how to represent him like he needs to be represented. Y'all get anything? Amen. Amen. So now you're, you're heirs with Christ. That's true. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. But this next point you need to check, catch, very important, because if all that be true, amen, hmm, of you, then Satan is already defeated. Huh? The war is already won. The battle is already decided. So we don't have to feel like, well, if there's no hope, hope has already been shed. Huh? It's already been decided. You just got to finish the course. You just got to keep on pressing, amen, toward, amen. He's already been defeated in your life, amen, because why? You have a new life in Christ. You've stepped into a place, amen, that God says, I got you, amen. So now we need to begin to act like it and live like it, amen. Hallelujah. Satan and the world are not winning. That's why I like that song this morning. Like, what? He said, I win. Huh? I win. And not, not because of me, but because of you. I win. We win. Amen. We are victorious because of the God in us. Amen. That is moving through us and blessing us in the process. Keeping us in the process. Amen. We can walk. Amen. This thing out in truth and in the word and in a freshness. Knowing. Amen. That God is on our side. Just tell him God is on your side. Now make it a little bit more personal. Say daddy got you. Huh? Hmm. Sometimes when we say God, he just seems so far away. But no, he's right here with you, amen. He, he loves you, amen. And if God has spoken these things over us, why would we doubt him? He, he let us know all this stuff is in us. He's, he's, he's given us his identity, amen. Why would we doubt him? Look what he said in Isaiah 55, 11. Hallelujah. He spoke his word over you, right? says, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. If we would just embrace the truth of God's word, hallelujah, it's going to accomplish and it's going to prosper. Amen in us, in our circumstances, in, in our situation. Now, either we're going to receive that or we're going to reject it. Amen. I, I don't know about you, but I want to receive it. I choose to receive it. Amen. And everything that comes along with it. Amen. So too many times we forfeit, amen, the benefits because we don't receive them. Huh? We don't, we don't take the time out, amen, to... To, to embrace what he said, amen. So we forfeit the benefit, we forfeit the inheritance, we forfeit all these things and wonder why we're still having issues. Why? Because we haven't embraced the fact that I'm a child of God. 
and I'm here to represent him. And he wants to move and flow in me and through me. Amen. And in the process, I am going to be blessed. Amen. So then when we do that, amen, we cave into the flesh. Amen. And every time you cave into the flesh and do not the will of God, amen, guarantee it will catch up with you. Amen. He lets us know it's going to catch up with us. Amen. <clears throat> so we must choose to walk in the supernatural. Choose to do the things that God has given us to do, amen, and follow them out always, amen. That means always being aware of our identity in Christ, purposing to be aware, amen, so that now we can access it through his word and activate it by our actions to bring it to pass. Purposing to do, even when you're fishing, and no, I don't do it, you say, I'm going to love him anyway. No, I don't do it, I'm going to bless him anyway. See, that's when you're activating what's in you. Amen. And you're allowing it to become real in you. Because, again, God ain't going to force us to do it. Holy Spirit is telling us what to do. Now you've got to put it into action. You know, it's just like when y'all, you know, you're doing that, that perm on your hair. If you don't put the activator in. Some of y'all look at me like. <laughs> I, I don't do that. You know, but, you know. but it ain't just the ladies. I mean, but if you don't put the activator in, there's some, some different kinds of paint. I mean, you got the pigment and you got the activator. If you don't put the two together, it's not going to work. Amen. So you might have the knowledge, but if you got to use, decide to activate, to put your actions together with the knowledge of who it is you are, what it is that you have, and that's when you get the results, the desired results that God has for us. Amen. You got to get to that place. Put it together. Don't wait for God to do it all. Huh? Oh, goodness. See, see, see. So maybe that's the problem. Sometimes we just want God to come in and just, you know, just wipe our hard drive and give us a new program. Just take all the old stuff out, the old thoughts out. No. No. He wants you. What did, what the, what the other part of that song say? I'm an overcomer. Huh? I'm a conqueror. That means you had to do something. Huh? And the scripture says we are more than conquerors through Christ. Amen. But we got to do it through his word and his ways and his will. Amen. So when you choose to do that, now I got one more area I want to take you to real quick. Y'all didn't know hurry, are you? Too bad. <laughs> but check this. Because when you embrace it, when you understand all these things, your identity, amen, and you choose to operate in the boldness, that is when you begin to walk in the I am. Ooh, goodness. See? Hello. See, someone say, I am defeated. I am tired. I'm too through. You know, no, no, that's not the I am I'm talking about. See, we, we got to get to a whole other mindset. Jesus, you know, throughout his ministry, man, you know, so many times he declared I am. He told him I am before Abraham was. I am. He said I am the bread. Huh? I am the light. I mean, he just, he just went on and on and on telling them so many places I am. Now, remember what I said? He was the son. Are you a son or daughter of God? Is there any I am in your life? Huh? Am I talking to anybody in here? Huh? I am a child of God. Huh? 
See, see you got to you get to that place, amen. I'm, I'm going to give you some scriptures to help you with the I am. Is that all right? So we'll run through these, amen, because could, I could spend a whole lot of time on each one of them. Amen. But Romans 8, 38, he said, I am persuaded. Uh-oh. See, this is something I, I am. I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angel nor principality or power or things present or things to come, amen, shall be able. See, we, we got to get to this place to where I am persuaded. Okay? That's where we got to start. Amen? And then Galatians 2.20 said, I am crucified with Christ. Uh-oh. Maybe that's the problem. We got off the cross. We got off the altar. You know, you remember he said in Romans, he said, present your body as a living sacrifice. And we didn't want to be the sacrifice. But see, we got to get to that place. He said, no, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me. There's that love. And gave himself for me. Huh? You want, you want another I am? Huh? Ephesians 2, I mean 6 and 20. See, once you're crucified, you've given you up. He says, for which I am an ambassador. In bonds. In other words, I am a representative of God, huh? of his kingdom, wherein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Huh? I am, am an ambassador of God. Romans 1.16. <laughs> you can't be an ambassador if you don't got this one. For I am not ashamed... Of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. I am. See, if you start declaring some of these I am, this is going to break off some of the I'm nots. It's going to get rid of some of the I can'ts. Uh, amen. And you'll be able to walk into, again, your identity because you know who you are in him. And I like this one, as Apostle Paul said in Philippians 1.17. He said, but to others of love, knowing that. Now, here, here we go. He said, I am set for the defense of the gospel. Are you set? Are you set? I am set. I'm not moving. Huh? You know how they say in the race, ready, set, go. You got to get set first before you do anything. Huh? See, so you got to get that mindset. I am set for the defense of the gospel. I'm going to stand no matter what. Because this is what the Word of God teaches. I mean, sometimes you've got to defend that gospel against your own flesh. Huh? Why are you doing all that? I just want to do this. And you've got to defend the gospel to yourself. No, the Word of God says that's wrong. I ain't going to do it. We're not doing that. You know, like I say a lot of times, you tell even your flesh, you're not the boss of me. Huh? I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. The spirit is the king. Amen? The soul is the servant. The body is the slave. Right? So you got to understand, i got to defend the gospel against my body sometimes. My body want to do its own thing. Huh? Now, look at this one. Sometimes we talk about the body. Psalms 139 and 14. Hallelujah. 
He said, I will what? I will praise thee. Huh? For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Now, that, that verse right there, amen, says, I am. Now, sometimes, you know, uh, some, not just ladies, sometimes men look in the mirror and say, ugh. You know, we, we have issues with our body. We have issues with what God created. Huh? Hallelujah. But he said, no, I am. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it to a whole other level here real quick. Then we're going to move on. Amen. He said, I am fearfully. And wonderfully made. Remember what I said a minute ago? I am a spirit. I have a soul. And I live in the body. See, as long as you identify yourself with that body, you're going to think you're all that or you're going to think you're not all that. Huh? One, one way or the other. But if you realize that I am a spirit and I am fearfully and wonderfully made, it eliminates everything else. It puts everything else in perspective, amen. And that's why I like what he said in the rest of it, and that my soul knoweth right well. My soul gets it. Huh? We got to get, get to that place, amen. Oh, my, my, my. Mm. Then there's this, this last I am. I really like it. I'm skipping one, but that's okay. 1 Corinthians 15. <laughs> Someone know right where I'm going already. Come on. First Corinthians fifteen and ten. It said, But by the grace of God. Somebody said by the grace of God. No, it's not your goodness, not what you did. You just said, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Now, see, now, I want us to really think about that. By the grace of God, the Apostle Paul was telling by the grace of God, not because of my goodness, not because of my ability, not because of my education, anything that I've done. And he had a lot that he could brag about in the flesh. But he's saying, by the grace of God, I am what I am. He's the one that called me, amen, to, to be an apostle. He's the one that put me, amen, in a position, amen, to have authority and leadership. It's, it's by his grace I am what I am. And it's the same thing in our lives, amen. As we align ourselves and yield to God, amen, we are who we are in his kingdom, amen, by his grace. But we've got to be ready to embrace who we are. Amen. His grace brought us out so that we can become I am. Brought us out of all kinds of situations and circumstances and and all kinds of identities that were not you to bring you into the right identity in Christ. That's where he wants us to be. Amen. Now, I want you to turn with me to one last passage, and I think this is going to help you. Amen. Because you got to know who you are. Amen. you got to know who you are in order to boldly walk in it. we got to get it. Amen. To be able to do all the things that he's good. We can't walk under convictions of this world. You know, we got to cast those things down. Amen. And once you, you know who you are, you can say it with conviction. I am. Huh? Who do you think you are? I am. I am persuaded. I am a child of God. I am saved. I am set free. I am delivered. Hmm? Amen. The Galatians 4. I want to start at verse number 1. 
because I'm going to show you why many Christians today don't yet walk in the full identity as believers. Amen. Galatians 4, verse number 1. Now I say, remember we said we are heirs, right? That the heir, as long as he is a child, differeth nothing from the servant, though he be Lord of all. You're an heir, huh? But as long as he's a child, he's no different than the servant. He hasn't matured enough to handle being an heir, to receive all that God has. Amen? So he's no different, amen, even though it all belongs to him. He has access to everything. He says he's no different because he hasn't matured enough yet. I wonder how many Christians haven't matured enough yet to really become heirs, still walking as children, still walking, amen, in a way, amen, that they haven't matured enough spiritually to embrace everything God has for them. All they've been hanging around the church for many, many, many years, but I can't take nothing because I'm not mature enough. I can't embrace and walk in this love that, that, that Pastor Dave is talking about this morning. You know why? Because the flesh still has dominion. Am I talking to anybody? Huh? But then verse number two says, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Now look at this. I looked at that, and as I was looking at this passage, I said, wow, who's tutoring you? Are we still under the tutelage of the world? Is, is, is the flesh still governing me? Uh, who, who, who's tutoring me, amen? Because there's a time appointed, amen, and when you were called to salvation, amen, that was an appointed time, amen, for you to switch over from the world's tutelage to that in the kingdom. To stop and let the govern the flesh govern your life and to let the spirit govern your life. So we got to ask ourselves, have, have, have I switched tutors yet? Am I, am, am, am I in the right place where I need to be yet? Amen. Because he said, even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. He's letting us know clearly, as a child, the world got you. But it's time to become, oh, my goodness, a child of God, coming out from that bondage, amen, so you can walk into the things that God has for you, amen. But if we don't understand the, the love, if we don't understand our identity, amen, in him, we'll stay under the bondage of this world. We'll stay stuck in that same old place, amen. But I love what he said in the first verse, amen. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption. Notice what it said. He is not going to force it on you. You can either be a child of the world or a child of God. But he's not going to force it on you. But if we will receive the adoption of sons, and, be, and because ye are sons, God has set forth his spirit, the spirit of his son, into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So we got to decide. Once you make that decision, really make that. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm talking about making that decision. Amen. That I am going to operate. I, I want to receive the adoption of sonship into the kingdom of God. 
Amen. So I can escape the bondage of this world because the Savior's already come. He's already made it available. And we see all throughout these scriptures, amen, our identity that's in Christ. Amen. What he has said about us, what he intends for us, amen, are we ready to embrace it fully? When you are, amen, then the enemy has already lost the battle. He knows it. We just got to know it. <laughs> and once we know it, amen, he's got no, nothing else in you that he can hold on to. Remember what they said about what Jesus said, amen, that the, the, the enemy is coming in this world, but he's got nothing in me? Huh? Although he's kind of, he, Jesus knew he was coming against him, but he said, there's nothing in me. There's nothing he can pull. There's no anger. There's no hatred. There's no bitterness. Amen. There's none of these things that he can use, amen, to get me off track. And we got to be in that place. We, we have the opportunity. We have the capacity to be in that place with him. Amen. And, and so in order to get there, we got to wrap our minds around his word and what he says about us. And what he says about you, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I am. Amen. I am a child of God. I am victorious above all the works of the enemy, able to stand, able to come all the way out. Hallelujah. So let's stand. Hallelujah. God is able, amen. He, he desires us to walk in the boldness, amen. He desires us to walk in our identity amen. in him completely and fully. Hallelujah. So if you're here this morning and you're struggling with any of those areas, amen, or there's things that you know you need to lay down so you can step into that place, into that identity, Amen. And be able to declare that I am. I invite you to come to the altar this morning. Say, Lord, I surrender it to you right now. I give it all over to you right now. Hallelujah. And oftentimes we can try and we can do it on, try to do it on our own. But we need him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We, 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 we need his help in order to be able to stand in every circumstance and situation. Give us the boldness to face this world and declare that I am a child of God. I am delivered and set free. Hallelujah. Lay it all down that God can be glorified. Hallelujah. Mm, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shandorobosha. Father, in the name of Jesus, we call upon you right now. We thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, we thank you, God, that, Lord, you know the thoughts and the plans that you have for each and every one of us, God. And we want to be able to walk in the boldness of our, our relationship with you. We want to be able to declare the I am's of your word over our lives, God. In every situation, Lord, we want to be able, hallelujah, thank you, to declare our identity in you. In spite of the struggles, God, that try to come against us. Let our lives glorify you. Father, I pray for those that have come to this altar this morning, Lord. You know, you know the heart. You know the things, God, that has drawn them, Lord. If it's nothing but one word. And we say, meet them here this morning. 
Hallelujah. As we cast down everything, cast off everything that's not like you. Lord, everything that would hinder, every lie of the adversary. Hallelujah. Every fear, every doubt. Hallelujah. We cast them down right now in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare victory. Lord, we declare, hallelujah, that they are victorious in you, Father. We declare right now, God, Lord, that they receive and embrace their identity in you in spite of all the things that try to say otherwise, contrary to what they are, who they are. We counteract those things, God, that come against your people, God. God, and we stand in faith and not in doubt, God. We stand in hope and belief, God. Hallelujah. That your word, as you said, it will accomplish that that you sent it forth to do in their lives, over their circumstances. We give you praise. We give you honor, God. No temptation has taken us, what such as common as demand, God. We cast down every accusation of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Lord, we, we are ready to endure the persecution because you said you would not forsake us. Hallelujah. And God, we magnify you right now. In the name of Jesus, have your way, God. Meet them right where they are. And we declare, hallelujah, they have been set free to embrace and to walk into those places, God, that are needful. With their heads up, looking unto you, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. With you, God, it's already finished. Give us the strength. Give us the peace. Give us the determination to just endure the process that you may do everything that you need to do in us Lord that we can be all that you created us to be God and giving you glory out of our life circumstances and situations God you be glorified hallelujah we thank you for it right now in Jesus name amen hallelujah hallelujah give God some praise hallelujah he's worthy and he's more than able. Hallelujah. Oh, 